What do you think happens when we die at Camp Reeves? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're gonna have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Hello, and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, Perloin Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm stealing your happiness. Yeah, this week I'm Luke Patrick, I'm the other dumb idiot, and I, once again, I'm your dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was your dog last week. Because, <laughs> folks... I think you were. <clears throat> not a lot of good things in these movies... Except uh-uh. for the dogs, so... Nope. And even then, in this one, also not great. Also not great. Uh, we, of course, watched uh, 2016's Exposed, and uh, much like the year that this uh, film came out, uh, nothing bad happened, everyone was okay, and there were zero negative consequences. Yep. You nailed it. And... and I think that's all I'm saying about this. Yeah, so, folks, to part the curtain slightly, we don't want to get into this, because the last two movies have heavily featured sexual assault. That's all I want to Mm -hmm. say about it. It's audio poison. There's nothing Uh we can say. There's nothing podcast-related. How do you goof? There's no space for goofs in these flicks. Nothing goofable here. Uh, Nothing that should be goofed here. Yeah. Um... The, the closest you could get to this, to a goof for this movie, is that it seemed to feature albino Sigmund Freud. That's still <laughs> kind of nothing. Um, but the, the most interesting thing about this movie is that it only made $269,000 at the box office. I have a story about this movie. If you want some, uh-huh. did you do any? I'm. I assume this watch was disrespectful. Deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do any IMDb trivia digging? No, I wanted to be as far away from the movie as possible, so I was looking at the city skyline subreddit. Okay. <laughs> I love the idea of you for an hour and a half just on that subreddit, mm-hmm. just slamming as much city skylines content into your face hole as you could possibly get. Pretty much trying to fix some problems in my city. Yeah. yeah man, ain't that a constant problem for any Ugh, city? God, I know. All these people complaining about high rent. But Luke, uh, what, you have yeah. some facts for us? So here's the deal with this movie. And why Keanu keeps getting fucked over. Oh, did he get fucked over for this? He got fucked over for this one. Oh, Keanu. Because... Here's the problem with Keanu's movies. He makes some great ones, and then he mm-hmm. keeps saying yes to projects he shouldn't have, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, but this one actually kind of makes sense, and but only in the context of the story. So here's what happened with this flick. The guy that made it, the director, wanted it to be a bilingual, extremely surreal, very dark, but like... Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth, Sam? No. Okay. It's a Spanish movie, Guillermo del Toro. It's very... um, It's a lot about wartime conflict, but told through Mm. this, like, fairy tale narrative. So there's a lot of, like, dark fairy tale surrealism Mm -hmm. that's, like, a, a girl escaping wartime conflict and life during wartime by entering this fairy world. Um, oh, okay. 
he, that's what this movie was supposed to be. But Lionsgate bought it. Mm-hmm. And they said, what the fuck is this? And he was like, it, you bought it. And they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to cut everything and make it oh. a, make it a shitty cop drama starring Keanu Reeves. And he went, that's not what the movie is. And they said, fuck you. It's what we're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't hold that against Keanu, huh? No, not Keanu's fault at all. No. Lionsgate, though. Lion- can eat my ass. Yeah. So basically, everybody involved shot a movie one way. And I assume there's a ton of deleted stuff that would have tied things together in a less brutal way. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, what we get is what we got, a movie that we won't be talking about. Um, no. Instead, Luke, uh, I want to know, what's the most fun letter? Okay, I was going to do a different thing, but this is more engaging, so. Mm-hmm. yeah. Most fun, it's got to be K, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so, because K, hard K sounds are inherently hilarious. Hmm. I, hmm. I, inter- so, huh, okay. I was not expecting K. Okay, because, like, oh, I cracked my cock is <laughs> a pretty See, good I th- sentence. I think that's funny, for the content of it, not okay. necessarily the the uh, sonic sure. aspect. Of, but though maybe I should try saying it. Oh, I cracked my cock. It's it's pretty good. There is something there. Yeah, there's definitely something there. Um, what about to write? What's the what's what's the most fun letter to write? Okay, so for me, it's a toss up between. I feel like there's a right answer here, and this is a rigged game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say W or Z. Um, yeah, am I anywhere near it? Uh, I gotta tell you, you and I are pretty much on the same page. Okay. Um, W's are good, and M is not quite as fun as a W. Yeah, I feel like. Well, W is a wacky one, right? Like, yeah, it's not as common, and it's you typically more fun when you get to bust out a W. Yeah, and so that's kind of my thinking with Z, is I think, to be perfectly honest, I think it's probably a C-tier letter. However, I think because you don't get to write it much, Z becomes an S-tier letter. Yeah, are we just going to rank the alphabet? I'm kind of wondering if maybe we should be ranking the alphabet. I Surely we aren't to that level of audio poison. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I will also say that I think writing a G is also an S tier experience. Writing a G, especially because some people put a little thing on top. Like if you do mm-hmm. like a, uh, you know, you put a little squiggle on the top of your G. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, if you go cursive, it's a lot of fun. I love having my G loop back. Yeah. Same with a Y, but oh, a yeah. Y Y is A tier easily because it doesn't. You don't get the full circle. Yeah. At the top. Oh, obviously F tier. Um, obviously. Conf- confusingly, F is, I think, a D tier. Um, <laughs> D is F tier. Uh, C, F tier. B, if it's a capital, I'm going to say B tier. Okay. Uh, and A? A's got to be F tier, I think. 
A's not fun to write. Yeah, it doesn't. Ah, uh, it's not even a good sound. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. S is S tier though. I like a good S, especially because in school you could draw the really cool looking S. Yeah, you could do the cool S. Yeah, yeah, which still survives to this day. That's I love to hear that. You know, people talk about these generational conflicts, but mm-hmm. there's some things like typing boobs on a calculator mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, drawing that funky cool S. Yeah, some things are timeless. Um, now, Luke, I am wondering. Mm-hmm. So, during your watch, yeah, I suggested an idea. Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Calling to salad and scramble eggs. I did do it. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> folks, folks. This is a Frasier podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and are you thinking it's the old Frasier that we all know and love? Nope. nope. It's new Frasier. <laughs> Crystal Frasier. Crystal Frasier. Sam suggesting, as I told him, I started this movie well before Sam did. Mm-hmm. And he had warned me the week prior, so I just warned him, hey, this is another one we're not going to be able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This one is explicitly bad um, and audio poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you s- suggested a little idea that involved this whole process I want to talk about, acquiring Frasier. But you suggested, it was a suggestion, actually. You said you're going to watch some Frasier. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can pull up the message. <laughs> the way um, you said it was not really a suggestion, but I don't remember the exact words. I said, uh, you'll probably finish before me, so uh, watch an episode of New Fraser after. <laughs> yeah, I did not ask. <laughs> Which is fine, because my dude, it worked out. Um, you're looking at the your boy who has two thumbs and a new subscription to Paramount+. Plus. Hey, it's Luke Patrick. It's me, Sam. These these fucking streamers are out of control. Oh, it's bad. Like, let's just rattle off all the streams we have, okay? Okay. So here's me. I've got Hulu, ESPN, Disney. They're a package, but I'll count mm-hmm. them separately. I've got Netflix. Mm-hmm. Max. Sorry, excuse me. HBO. Max. I love you said the, the loud part quiet. The loud part quiet, yeah. Um... Uh, what else do I have? I now have Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got Peacock to watch Poker Face. Okay. Uh, Showtime. Uh huh. And that may be it, but I'm holding up a lot of fingers here. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me see which ones I've got because there is definitely some overlap. Yeah. Uh. So oh, we've PBS. Got... I'm sorry. I have PBS as well. PBS has a streaming service. I subscribe to it because I like to give PBS my money. But yeah, they they have PBS All Access or a PBS Passbook or something like that. What the fuck is even on there? It's like Nova and dinosaur shows and other nerdy PBS content. And it costs money. You don't, if you want access to it, you have to give them something. It could be like a dollar a month. I give them five bucks a month because it's it's PBS. They make Sesame Street. Okay, let's see. So, uh, Hulu, uh, now the fucking mouse hose. Um, uh, HBO Max. Yep. Let me think. Apple TV Plus. Shit, I have Apple TV as well. I'm up to nine. Uh, what this is 
this is our a terrible episode. Let me just say. Amazon. Amazon. I'm up to ten, baby. <clears throat> Fuck. Uh, stars. Famously. <laughs> yeah. Paramount Plus. Peacock. Showtime. Oh, there is another in there. There's Netflix. One that... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I am at ten. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's there's one more because I just thought of it. Oh and shit. It. YouTube. I do. I do now yes. pay for YouTube. I do pay for YouTube as well. I have eleven. I have eleven fucking streaming services. Hey Luke. Yeah. I kind of have twelve. What's the twelfth? YouTube TV. Oh. That's a different yeah. thing than YouTube? It is a different thing from YouTube. What's on YouTube uh, TV? Live television. You can't get that from your TV? What what the fuck do you mean? Like the, like an antenna? What am I, a hundred? <laughs> I don't know how TVs work. I just feel like you should be able to get the local news. Why would I watch the local fucking news, Luke? Well, what are you getting on live TV? Um, so we get it, uh, I think it's through, <clears throat> I think my folks are the, the account holders for that, but Kenna likes a live television. Okay. Um, half just for noise. Yeah. And half because like, uh, you, you can watch some stuff on demand through YouTube TV as well. So she'll sometimes watch like a, like a naked and afraid. Yeah. Um, we do a fair amount of, uh, the old triple G Guys, grocery games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, on on uh, YouTube TV, when when times are tough and we've got a bit of a TV drought. So yeah, that's twelve. Yeah, I'm at eleven. I hadn't actually. I expected us to count this and be like, "Oh, streamers, my dude." This is bad. You have twelve, and I have eleven. This is cable. <laughs> what we have is cable, but it's more expensive. Yeah, I was going to say, it's cable, but it's worse, and it's more expensive. Some of these, so fucking Peacock and Paramount Plus, if you're at the base tier, which, who's beyond the base tier on Mm -hmm. Peacock or Paramount Plus? I don't know. They still show you ads. Yeah. What is with that? It's maddening. It's like, what the fuck am I paying for at this point? This is... I gotta tell you, this episode's garbage. I think well, I think it's safe to say that fifteen <laughs> minutes of this episode is pure fucking trash and and should go in a bin. Yeah, but we're gonna turn it around because Sam, we are gonna discuss the first episode mm-hmm. of it's not like titled differently. It's just fucking Frasier. It's just Frasier, Crystal Frasier. Now I want to talk about Frasier the original really quick, just to set a ground like a base mm-hmm. level understanding. We're both big Frasier heads. Oh, big old Frasier heads! I now you came onto Frasier later in life, is that correct? I want to talk about that, but I want to hear more about your experience with Frasier first. Okay, so uh, in my house growing up, there were three staple television programs that sure. we all watched. There was The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, came on 5 p.m. every weeknight. Uh, I I have memorized the time and to the point where when I first got a watch, I programmed an alarm for 5 p.m. Because <laughs> I was like, it's fucking Simpsons time. Um, and Seinfeld, of course. Of course, Seinfeld. What Jewish family in the 90s wasn't watching Seinfeld? Absolutely. 
Uh, the answer, of course, being my my uh, my Jewish grandparents who saw the episode where they the joke was all old people steal and they did not appreciate it. Uh, and is that true? Yeah, it is true. We were watching it at their apartment when we went to visit them. And it was, of course, the episode where Jerry's parents were stealing batteries. Yeah. And they said, oh, all people steal. And my grandparents were stone-faced. And these are humorous people. Yeah. On a normal, uh, on a good day. You know, Nanny and Papa, they're fun, funny people. Uh, But um, they did not appreciate this joke in Seinfeld. Amazing. Uh. And then uh, the third was Frasier. Yeah. Grew up watching Frasier. Amazing. Uh, And it is the perfect show. It is the perfect show. So I just wanted, because I just, here's where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. right? Like childhood memories and like fully reinforcing your own comedic sense through this show. Growing up with it. uh, Yeah. Returning to it like during the pandemic. Right. Um, and it more so than Seinfeld, it holds up. Oh, it, Seinfeld? I don't know. <laughs> it, I so I, we're gonna get in the weeds with it. Yeah. So I, wh- what I think made Seinfeld work was that they are uh, all the characters are eminently dislikable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The problem is since then. It's always it's always sunny. sunny and has come out. Yeah, exactly. And those people are psychopathically evil. <laughs> um, I mean, just the, the worst imaginable people. Yeah. And so you see the the people from It's Always Sunny doing what they do, and then you go back to Seinfeld, and it's like a fucking convent. Yeah, it's my dude. After uh, the Nightman. And the implication <laughs> into the chat. Jerry's puffy shirt, not as funny. Not as um, funny. Also, yeah. I think a lot of what made Seinfeld work was that it came out in the 90s. It's a really gendered show. Oh, deeply. Deeply kind of like, yeah, anyway. Jerry, if I say too much, Jerry's going to come over to my house and fucking shoot me. Yeah, so, yell about cancel culture and then kill you. And then kill me. Call up Dave Chappelle and put him on speakerphone while he plugs me. But um, the nice thing is uh, he'll come over to your house in a car that he has specifically chosen for you. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah. So he'll be like, hey, Luke, I picked this. Hold on. I'm I'm going to guess the car that Jerry Seinfeld would pick for you. Ooh. What Luke car Patrick, would he get for me? What car would Jerry Seinfeld pick for Luke Patrick? Yeah. I'm going to say... Ooh, I'm torn between two. Okay. I have an idea, but I'm really curious what you think it is. Okay. The first one is the one that I think is less likely. Okay. And that is an International Scout 800. Ooh, nice. In a nice, crisp, light blue. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Yeah, I I think that's that's what he's bringing. The other, I think, is maybe a Gen One Prius. 
So the Prius is a, is a red herring. Yeah. I got a Gen 2 Prius. That's uh, a Gen 2 that you got over there? Yeah, dude. That's a fucking antique. It's it's extremely old. Um, yes. But still pumping. Priuses, man. These things don't die. Knock on wood. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Please don't die. <laughs> um, yeah. But here's what I think he'd show up in. Mm-hmm. A 1986 Land Rover Discovery. A good old Land Rover Disco. Like, okay. folks who don't know cars, we're talking about a, like, driving on safari original Land Rover. Not these, like, new okay. Chelsea wagons they come out with that are, like, luxury cars. No, 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 no. So, I feel pretty good about the Scout, then. The Scout because, is on the money. Because the Scout is, I feel like... A farm's Land Rover. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Sam, I know exactly what he'd pull up in to murder you. Ooh, yeah. Uh, let, me, let me hear it. Shit, what is the exact model? He'd pull up in a Saab Q3 or whatever they are. Like a, a Saab Roadster. Okay, I'm going to have to look this up because I'm, I'm curious if I feel like you've nailed it. Just Google like a Saab Roadster. Sam's Googling. What's it? Man, I feel so much dead air while you Google shit. Yeah, I know. It's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, is it. Uh, is it like this bad boy right here? Yeah, that'd work. Ooh, that's pretty. However, here's the problem. Um, It's a beautiful car. Yeah. It's an extraordinarily beautiful car. I don't like wind noise. I see. And so I feel like a convertible is going to be a problem for me. Yeah. Okay. What I was thinking of is more, fuck, if I had my phone, I would Google, this is garbage. There I is one care. that's like a nine, three or something. It's like, I can see the logo in my head, but I don't, uh, it's a coupe. So it is covered. Coupe. Uh, it is a coupe. As we say here in the States. Um, so if you just looked for like a Saab Coupe, you'd probably find one. Okay, let's see. Because the, the 9.3 that I'm finding is a 2012 vehicle that is distressingly ugly. Oh, yeah. Not that one then. I mean, these people made airplanes and they were like, fuck it. <laughs> let's try a car. We're Swedish and we love cars. Let's, let's crank them out, man. But I used to see these drive around Boulder all the time, and they were pretty awesome. You talking this uh, this nineteen seventies number right here? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. Fuck it, man. I, look, I do respect a stop, though. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for a Swedish vehicle. Yeah. Um, given that my first car was a a Volvo, uh, one that smelled like crayons. That smelled exactly like crayons. I will never understand why. Yeah. Um. So we've talked about my entry into um, yes, Fraser Luke. What's yours? So you, I guess, I wanted to emphasize that you had a a length of time. Mm-hmm. So a, a low intensity, slow burn build up of appreciation for this show. A braze. A braze. You you are brazed in Fraser. Mm-hmm. I had what I would call a broil. Uh, mm. In that. A grill. A grill, if you will. A flash burn. 
Um, because about 10 years ago, to the dot, more or less, uh, went through a pretty rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it had a lot of bad stuff happening to me, and how I coped was drinking. The other thing I did to cope was watch Frasier. Healthier. Healthier, much healthier. Uh, so basically, I would finish work in my sad little apartment by myself. Uh, I was very sad during this time. This story gets mm-hmm. better, I promise. Um, I would. I st- one day, I was just like, I've heard a lot about Frasier through Sam. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few episodes, and I really liked them. It's on Netflix now, back when we had like one streaming service, or Hulu. Mm-hmm. That's um, all you needed? Yeah, that's all you needed. Um, so I just put on the first episode, and then I didn't stop. Over the course of about six months, Sam, there's 11 years of Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plowed through, over the course of about six months, all of the show. Um, Excellent. Which, it was a really rewarding experience, because one, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. And two... As my life and circumstances improved, it just kept, it stayed with me. Like, I started in this yeah. really sad, dark place. Mm-hmm. And then as things improved, I still enjoyed it. And I still got to hang out with these characters that I really loved. To the point where I actually got to the very last episode, mm-hmm. season 11 finale of the show, did not watch it. Oh, really? For years. Really? Because I didn't want it to end. Because if I watched mm-hmm. it, this whole journey, I had really built Frasier into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I finished it, then it was over. So I waited years until I was in a really good place and was uh, doing just dandy. And then I finally watched it and closed out that chapter of my life. Um, okay. So again, I- Braze versus Broil. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, so that finale, every time, chokes me up. It's so good. And few things will stay with me um, the way that uh, Frazier reciting that poem Mm. um, by Tennyson. Yeah. uh, At the end. To To the point where if I were to get a tattoo, it would very likely be to strive to seek to find but not to yield amazing love that that snippet yeah um and love that poem actually uh maybe one day i will read it for the patreon that'd be fucking fantastic actually maybe i will do that before i go on on parental leave maybe i will record i believe it's ulysses by tennyson sounds right yeah so um so yeah (laughs) Love Frasier. Not enough people like none of none of my other friends watch Frasier. Distressingly, yeah. I have um, uh, I have a friend and his mm-hmm. wife. I think his wife is the major uh, culprit here. Who are massive Frasier fans, and that's kind of it. It's so weird because it again, like I know it's an older show, but it holds up perfectly. Yeah. Um. Like I think. When we rewatched it, there may be like a couple comments that are a little hinky now. Yeah. But for the most part, this show plays great. Yeah. 
Yeah, and okay, I wanted to save this for when we talk about the new one, but fuck mm -hmm. it. One of the best things about the show that the new one kind of revealed to me is that it's a sitcom, but they don't act like it's a sitcom. Nobody in the no. show is acting in a sitcom-y way. No. Uh, so, yeah, I, I very much want to get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it feels more like a comedy play. Yes. Um, and it and it functions like that. I mean, each episode feels very much like a play. Yeah. Because um, it, it's got a three-act structure. Um, Demarcated and, by placards, by like yeah. little, you know, text walls that tell you like, oh, we're in a new act. Yeah. Yes. And, and so it functions so well and it also allows them to do a lot of like really heavy stuff too yeah that um it like is never jarring it's never jarring when the show gets heavy yeah uh because it's not played like a sitcom nope so fast forward uh to a few years ago when kelsey Grammer starts going on about wanting to revive fraser uh-oh. And I was unsure. Yeah, seems bud. Because, like, I I trust Kelsey Grammer to, like, get it. To, to kind of know what made that character work. So then more information comes out about how, like, I mean, obviously John Mahoney's not coming back. He's dead. He's dead. Sorry, folks. He's not going to come back for this one. I um, wish he would. I, it'd be great. Yeah, but they don't come but, back the same, so. But then none of the rest of the original cast was coming back. Um, and that show, quite honestly, does not work. No. Um, without, I don't think you could remove a single character from that show and have it work. No. And I think that's a testament to the, so the fact that they don't play it as a sitcom Mm -hmm. I think more than anything comes down to two things. The writing, which is impeccable. Mm -hmm. So smart and snappy. And two, the force majeure that is everybody yes. in this cast. Every single character is played, even the extras, like Daphne's mm -hmm. family that shows up. Yeah. Like everyone is sending it as if it's like a major acting break, like a play. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's like it's a play. And they're or, really inhabiting their characters. Or Bulldog, a guy named Bulldog who has like a full arc. Yeah. Across like all the seasons. Yeah. His they call him Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy from that one X Files episode. Um, so all that to say. Yeah. We have come to new new Fraser. New to Crystal Fraser. Yes. Um and Luke, you only watched the one episode, yes? Yeah, I plan to watch more for the sake of this. We can do a little Fraser check-in, but Yeah. McKenna and I have watched five. Holy shit. Yeah, we uh I'll get into it, but we <laughs> Because when we finally came back to it, they had two episodes, episodes five and six. We watched five, and I was like, do you want to keep going? And Kenna went, no. So, <laughs> uh, 
So tell me about your experience with the season premiere of Crystal Frazier. Okay. The first 30 seconds alone, extremely telling. First minute. Let's take the first minute. Okay. We're in the Boston airport. Beantown, baby. Beantown, uh, a place for which I just bought a jacket. Mm-hmm. For more on that, because that's what we talk about now, check out the Patreon where we cover zombies. Hanksy, oh, yeah. uh, Patri- Patreon.com slash Hanksy Panksy. Um, I talk a lot about my jacket, my upcoming trip to Beantown. Anyway, much like me, Fraser's back in Beantown. Mm-hmm. He enters stage. I hear, woo, yeah. And I go, ah, yeah. oh, fuck. Now, Is this a studio audience? Hold on, though. Yeah. If you'll recall, original Fraser had a laugh track. Yeah. So... I don't know that they had the clapping and cheering. I think sometimes they did. I don't remember Niles ever entering a room. No. But they did have, like, a laugh track. Yeah, which is but, jarring in today's, in the year of our Lord 2023. But the thing is, it doesn't stand out to me as much in Fra- in old Frasier than it does in, like, any other z- sitcom. I think that's fair. I think products of their time... It's mm-hmm. easy because I, I actually really wondered this. I wonder what Gen Z thinks of laugh tracks. Oh, my God. Because we grew up with them mm-hmm. in live studio audiences. The 90s were huge for live studio audiences. Oh, yeah. So I genuinely wonder what someone who doesn't have that comfort level with them, what they mm-hmm. think of live studio audiences and laugh tracks. It must seem utterly unhinged. It has got to seem crazy. But, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, walk walk me through it. Okay, so he enters, woo, and I go, fuck. Mm-hmm. There's a live studio audience in there. And we look it up, sure enough, yes, there's a live studio audience. Fuck. Two. What's his face? His old pal from Boston, the professor shows up. An old mm-hmm. an old regular from the show. Yeah. Alan. Alan. Uh he's holding it down. Immediately I'm like, God damn, these two guys, but especially Kelsey Grammer. This is Frasier. Mm-hmm. He's, he's back, baby. He's doing uh-huh. everything Frasier style. Impeccably. This is great. Mm-hmm. Then he goes, his friend goes, aren't you traveling with Daphne and Niles' kid? And I go, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then David shows up. Now, yeah. David is doing his best. The actor playing David, bless you. You clearly studied the tapes and you're kind of doing a cross between Daphne and Niles as best as you possibly can. Here's the problem. Yeah. From this point forward, it became abundantly clear that Frazier's still here. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Kelsey Grammer is doing it. Yes. Everybody else in the show is acting like they're on the set of like the show that Bojack Horseman starred in. Like, like they're yeah. in a 90s sitcom. It's what if you took Fraser Crane and slapped him into the Big Bang Theory? Yes. Yes. Because it is so jarring because everyone else is on a different show. Yeah. And here's Fraser doing Fraser stuff. And here's fucking Sheldon saying dumb shit. Yeah. That's just a joke. It's just but, now occurring to me even that the the entire point of Frasier... Okay, so take John Mahoney's character, right? Mm-hmm. 
he was the odd one out because in this ultra like luxurious like intellectual world that Niles and Fraser had made and like very hoity-toity yeah very hoity-toity world John Mahoney was the comedic element that injected some life into like Fraser's home like the fucking chair yeah i mean again it, he his character in addition to injecting like a lot of heart yeah um also existed to take the piss out of Fraser and Niles yes and now what we have is the inverse where we have Fraser drinking sherry and doing Fraser stuff mm-hmm. everything else is your everyman stuff it's just not the same dynamic yeah at least from the first episode and I am dying to hear about more of this show so um it, it is honestly more of the same okay um, in five episodes, I have not laughed. I didn't laugh. I was going to mention this. Did not laugh. Did not even smile. Once. No. No. I, there's nothing redeeming here. No. Um, it it is. So okay, you were you were talking about, um, old Fraser and like the writing, and like I I think that's interesting because I was talking to McKenna about it, and. In old Frasier, there weren't jokes necessarily. Hmm. It okay. was like, like if you think about it, it was just witty writing. Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily like, you know, like lead up and punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah. And and so it functioned more like a comedy play where where the laughs come from, um, like witticism and uh funny happenings yeah the situations it's like situation yes situational comedy Mm -hmm. in uh crystal fraser it's just jokes yeah it's very big bang theory Mm -hmm. it's just like oh uh freddy his son oh which we're gonna talk about that (laughs) said said something doofy and that's a joke now. And we're all going to laugh really hard. It's just none of... I like... I hate David. I hate David. Oh, David can jump off a cliff. Because, and it's it's such a fucking shame because they're, they're trying to make him this combination of Niles and Daphne. Yeah. Because he's their son. And he is neither of them. He's just some sort of like simpering doofus. Well, like, in this first episode, they're having a moment. Frazier's having a moment with his nephew. Mm-hmm. And they cut to the joke, which is that he's... David is putting eye drops in. And he's like, can't you not do that while we're having a moment? And he's like, you can't tell me it's not dry as the Sahara in here. Ha ha. The point uh-huh. is, that's kind of Niles' behavior. But the guy isn't... Like, you can't replicate what David Hyde Pierce was doing Yeah. with Niles. It doesn't work that way. This guy is a totally different person. And Niles was, at no point, a clueless idiot. Yeah, nobody in Frasier was a clueless idiot. Like, he and Frasier were out of touch, which is a very different thing. Yeah. But they were not clueless. 
I th- yeah, and I think another important thing about Frasier that it, it really works for me is that it follows my golden rule of writing, which is that every character should want something. Because like I just keep thinking about like Daphne's family show up. They are mm-hmm. bumbling idiots, but they want something. Mm-hmm. They are motivated to achieve a goal, even if that goal is just to get a beer and smoke a cigarette inside Frasier's apartment. Right. The people in not- this one... I could not tell you what any of them want, including yeah. Fraser. Actually, I don't really know what Fraser wants. Yeah, because, like in the first episode, he talks about how you know he wants to be closer to his son. Yeah, who he has become estranged with because his son uh, dropped out of Harvard and became a firefighter, which like is a nice mirror to John Mahoney, yeah, uh, being a, a cop. uh, as Martin and so it's a nice mirror to that but they don't do anything with it and like he says you know he wants to be closer to his son you never see that you don't you don't see their relationship develop over five episodes at all I assume Um, it's just sitcom hijinks ensue the thing is they're mostly not even together it's mostly like Frasier does his shit and then, like, occasionally, Freddy will do his shit. Hmm. And every once in a while, their wires will cross. Um, okay. But for the most part, it's it's just totally, uh, uh, like, compartmentalized. What the fuck? Yeah, it's very puzzling. And, like, his friend Alan, or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah doesn't work well because he's just like an asshole yeah um and then there's the chair of the psych department at harvard who is i have to say the worst offender when it comes to acting like they're in a sitcom at least so far. yes yeah no um so i got dinner with with my folks or lunch with my folks on saturday and i was asking whomst among us has been watching new Frasier. Yeah. And uh, my sister said, absolutely not, but my parents had been. So I was talking with them about it and they said, she's the worst character. Yeah. Um, just like the, the most just grating presence on the show, which is saying something when David is here. Yeah. When David, a simpering idiot Mm-hmm. Uh, with no, re- literally no redeeming characteristics. Because mm-hmm. you're so right. The problem is Niles was never an idiot. No, he was not stupid. He was, I mean, like, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's just out of touch. He's out of touch. And he's, you know, like, compulsive, like, mm-hmm. literally. Um, and so he's very eccentric. He yes. at no point was portrayed as a clueless doll. No. No, absolutely not. I like again, one of the things that like I think of where they make Niles the butt of the joke, but not because he's an idiot, but because he's like eccentric and out of touch, was when he has to get that painting of him from uh Maris's house. Yeah. And you finally see it at the end of the episode and it's him painted as a satyr. Yeah. Uh, And it's just like he and his wife thought this was a sexy painting of him. And it is top half Niles, bottom half goat legs. 
And it's just like that <laughs> any person could think that this was horny at all. Yeah. Is is so so absurd. And it's not because he's dumb. It's because he's so up his own ass. He's highly particular. Yes. It's just. And then David over here is just like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I don't understand how to talk to people. Yeah. And here's the thing. Okay. So in episode one, Freddie's mom, uh, completely unmentioned. Mm-hmm. So Fraser's ex and Freddie's mom. Uh, who, as far as I can recollect from the original show, did most of the raising of Freddie. Yeah, he lived with her. Yeah, exactly. In Be- in Beantown. In Beantown. Um, so, for her to go completely unmentioned, mm-hmm. for the most part, is a little weird. Two, Freddie so far has been portrayed as this, like, very much like a Martin kind of character, mm-hmm. but without the like charm. Yeah, he's just I like. He very clearly doesn't get along with Fraser. Yeah, but there's no explanation of why that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, um, in in the opening of uh. Frasier, like the first episode, you see some some real tension between Frasier and and Martin. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you get a lot of understanding about like why that is, because Martin is, um, it, like in the first episode, I remember he's like pretty embittered. Yeah. Uh, and and res- like kind of resents his son for being like uppity, and his uh, Frasier hasn't like visited he's not been very present um he's always like trying to cut interaction short with yeah. martin and uh and like i i don't see why freddie and fraser don't like were ever estranged Be- well especially because of his upbringing like fraser's ex is not like also chill with freddie being a firefighter i would mm-hmm. believe i don't know it, in five episodes there's been like one offhanded comment about her yeah so i mean because she was very much a parallel to fraser yes so she was like the female version of fraser mm-hmm. um so for them to have raised this kid and then for him to have taken this path, it just, yeah, I I really struggle to see how we've landed here. But to, I get, yeah. To your point, I kind of forgot that Freddy's mom wasn't dead. Yeah. Um, because, again, in five episodes there's they've not really mentioned her and so i was just like oh i guess she died and then i was like wait wait a second no yeah no she's still around which is even weirder because she lives in town she lives in town i will tell you that i have heard that she will make an appearance this season along with roz really Mm mm-hmm oh 
What yeah. showing up to this blasted out hellscape is Roz Doyle, everybody. Yeah, you know Perry Gilpin uh, was saw like some of the first episodes and was like, ooh, wish, <laughs> wish I had pulled out. Oi, because it's just, Sam, it's pretty bad, this reboot. It's desolate. And here's the thing. We were having a discussion about this the other day here in the house. Mm-hmm. About, I know of, I'm genuinely curious. I want to do this. Sorry, folks. This isn't a very funny one. This is just sort of us talking about Frasier very <laughs> Yeah, earnestly. frankly, this whole episode has been, I think, pretty bad. Yeah. But I don't care because I, I need to talk to someone outside of my home about old Frasier and Crystal Frasier. And Crystal Frasier. Here's the thing. Because we live in the golden age of reboots, of people mm-hmm. bringing shit back. Now, I have two things to say about this. One, you have to do it soon. You have to do it a few years after your show ends or you are fucked. Because mm-hmm. the example I would give is like the Deadwood movie and uh, the Justified reboot, both starring Timothy Oliphant. So maybe that helps. Mm-hmm. But both came out pretty quickly after the end of the, the the series so that all the same people were available and willing. Yes. And could get the job done. Yeah. You don't get a situation where arguably the second most important character from the show says, you know, I'm actually kind of happy putting that character back in the box and never opening it again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then two, this is what we were talking about at length. They come back weird if you wait too long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think of dozens of examples. And only one exception where a re- reboot actually worked. Um, but like Arrested Development, Veronica Mars, um, Frasier, like... I'm, and I'm sorry if anybody likes those uh, those reboots. Like it's nice to have additional content, but they come back weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the one that did work? X Files. Really picked up like it never went off the air, and it was fantastic. Incredible. What about uh, Twin Peaks? Because that came back for oh like I, another season, didn't it? I haven't seen it actually. Oh. I have heard. Mixed things about it, though. Mm. I think. Because uh, Twin Cause, Peaks is a weird one, because it didn't go out on good terms. Oh, did it not? It, well, due to some studio bullshit, because studios are always... Studios and cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, yeah, the studio basically pulled the plug when they had this whole thing planned. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they they cut the season short, but then they got more runway, and they're like, "Well, we already blew our wad on oh. the mystery," and so they just sort of cobbled together the rest of a season, and it didn't it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's an odd one. Yeah, but I was gonna say, if anything could come back weird, Twin Peaks, it, they could probably make it work. Twin Peaks could come back weird. I think that's a weird exception because it is already it at the baseline for Twin Peaks is extremely strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I think I saw the season finale. Like it was shown to me in um, 
a film class I took in high school. Mm-hmm. The finale was shown to me with no context. I had never seen anything else of Twin Peaks. And my understanding is that that finale was bewildering even with context. But I got to tell you, with none, it's a trip. Twin Peaks is a slow burn to a big whodunit reveal. Mm -hmm. If you skip straight to the whodunit reveal with none of the context, oh, buddy. It's confusing. You're going to feel like you ate mushrooms. But, like, just bad portobellos. Like, not mm-hmm. magic ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't think these were lion's made mushrooms. I think they were just poison. Yeah. Yeah, the old Daniel Day-Lewis uh, approach. Um, But, okay, so the comeback weird. The other thing that I had to say about reboots. Shit, what was it? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's gone away from me. Okay, so the comeback weird. You can't wait too long. It's better to go out in a blaze of glory. Yes. Because I think American TV in general doesn't adhere to what everybody else does um, in the rest of the world. It's okay to have a miniseries or a show that ends like take the good place. The good place ended where it should have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or um, like uh. I think this is this is so illustrative of what you're talking about. Um, Big Little Lies okay. on on HBO uh, was supposed to be just just a one season little mini series, right. right? And it was incredible. Word. Um, I I highly recommend you watch it. This the cast is stacked. Mm. It's Nicole Kidman. Um, Shit, is it Reese Witherspoon? I don't know. I think Reese Witherspoon. I may have confused her for someone else. Um, Alexander Skarsgård. And, um... Ah, uh, fuck. Not Kristen Stewart, but uh, someone else. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a great cast. Yeah. Um, and tells a really good mystery. Mm-hmm. In a really great way. Zoe Kravitz is Zoe also Kravitz. There. Okay, yes. nice. Um, and so the, it's just this phenomenal story. And everyone loved it. And then HBO said, cool, make another season. Yeah. Don't do this. See, that's, do the, this. that's the problem with this country is that, I mean, we have many problems. Yeah. The, uh, but this is chief amongst them. But chief amongst them is the fact that we are so driven by money that's like a creative endeavor that does one season arc that's beautiful and should stop there garners the attention of studio execs who are like, please print more money for us. Mm-hmm. And if you go, well, I didn't, I just did the one. They're like, okay, cool. We're going to hire somebody else to come in and do this. And we'll pump out a season two. Yeah. And they will keep, this is the Marvel problem. They'll keep going until the money stops flowing, Mm -hmm. which so far for Marvel maybe has stopped flowing with the latest one. Do you know what number film this is? Oh, God. For Marvel? Because I didn't know until I I read about it today. I have no, I'm going to guess 23. 33. 33? This is the 33rd Marvel movie. Holy shit. 
no no one no one can keep up with that holy shit sam yeah and so like therein lies the problem because stop stop it no one wants that no one wants 33 of anything no and that's what we were another part of this discussion that we were having was was specifically talking about marvel if they put out one movie a year Mm -hmm. they would make so much money oh yeah because people would line up for the midnight release and then go until it went out of theaters because it's the one marvel movie for the year Mm -hmm. but instead we have 33 of the fucking things 33 in like two movies a year and also shows sometimes the shows have to be watched for the movies to make sense yeah and it's just it's too like uh the point that i saw in the article i was reading was no one your regular audience goer cannot keep up with 33 movies worth of characters and their motivations because it's like you need a book to do that hell game of thrones proved that do you know how many times i'd watch game of thrones and go who the fuck is that yeah yeah it's fucking impossible um so so yeah it just leave your audience wanting more yeah and i go out go out because fraser did so good the fact that it had 11 seasons and if there are duds among them and i'm struggling to think of one um i remember season like nine and ten yeah slump a little a little they're still like good they're still good and so if you got 11 seasons of like at worst okay content like Mm -hmm. above average content that's good man you did it you got the gold medal and and it ends in a way where these characters continue to exist clearly yeah and that's great it allows the viewer to just like kind of think about like i wonder i wonder what happens when fraser goes to chicago spoiler alert um yeah or like how uh, Niles and Daphne are as parents, spoiler alert. Or um, how Marty's uh, second marriage turns out, spoiler alert. Um, like the, I don't these think are that all... works if you say spoiler alert after the spoiler. Whatever. Um, I don't care. It's a, what, like 20-year-old show? And no one's listening at this point in the podcast. Yeah, everyone so. has checked out. This is for you and me and my cat in my lap. Yeah. Um, I'm okay that's with that. It. But but like it allows you to to really like enjoy thinking about what happens to them as opposed to actually let's show you what happens and it's disastrously boring. Yeah. Amen. So I guess all that to say my introduction to Crystal Frazier uh, was not great and I will probably give it one more shot but it sounds like that's not gonna go well oh no you have to keep watching it okay because I'm going to keep watching it all right and so we're gonna do the occasional Fraser check-in I I'm sorry folks to to curse you with the the ever looming threat that Luke and I will talk about Fraser once again <laughs> but uh it is we I we will. Because yeah. I, I need someone else to talk to about this. That's fair. Um, uh, 
I'm amazed we filled an hour with this. Yeah, me too. But we fucking did it, folks. We did it. Um, so, next time, we're doing something a little different. Yeah. As a little parental leave send-off to me. Yeah, we're gonna get so, weird with it, and I am so fucking excited. It's gonna be a good time. A, a much better time than this fucking movie was. Yeah, I forgot we were even talking about Exposed. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't, yeah. so. Yeah, uh, and there's nothing to talk about. I took, like, no notes. Yeah. Uh, which, for me, it says a lot. Yeah. Um, but until then, folks, uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on... I, I Especially thanks for listening if you made it this far. Holy shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, sorry, folks. Yeah, Ooh, well, what else do you want us to do? Um, but you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on Blue Sky at Hanksy Panksy. We're not on Twitter uh, because Elon, Elon Musk, Musk likes Crystal Frazier better he does. than the original. Yeah, he thinks David's the best character in Crystal Frazier. Um, let's see, you can send us an email at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. If you have any Frazier thoughts, please let us know. Hell yeah. And uh, as Luke mentioned before, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. Got a lot of fun stuff over there. My wife and I are cooking up a couple of fun things that we can put up there while I'm on parental leave. So, uh, you know, head on over there, check that out. And if you chuck us enough money, you can be one of Hanks' heroes like Tuck and Daniel. And fellas, I, um, what, what I will do for you two, Tuck and Daniel, our, our Hanks' heroes, is, um, I will fly you to Beantown. Damn. Yeah. That's nice of you. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. And it's actually from Frasier. Oh, okay. It's, y'all know how this goes. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Ah, well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves. We'll be back next week with uh, something special.